Welcome to Part Drops Partner. I'm your host, Aaron Howerton. This is week five of the new job. That's right. Already a month in. And this week, I get to be on site in San Francisco with the entire partnership organization, which is why you're getting your episode, eh, my episode, at the right time, at the beginning of the week where you can think about and hear what I'm thinking about and how I processed last week instead of midweek drop because I'm just so focused on the work. This week, I'll get to go on site. I'm very excited. I'm actually, I think it's great that I had 30 days of lead-in right? Onboarding, structured onboarding, setting meetings and things. I had 30 days of that before I get to go meet everybody face to face. It feels like a really good balance in a remote instance where I get to build other stuff up and now I get to go meet people face to face and turn some of these relationships into that real physical, hey, I've seen you and I know how tall you are in person and you're not as tall as I thought, right? That's what happens in the remote world. So I'm very excited in terms of timing. It's a very good opportunity. I know enough about the programs and the company to be dangerous and actually know what I'm talking about at this onsite, but still have a huge breadth of things that I could ask and engage with people on in terms of getting to know people and putting names to faces. I think that's the biggest weak point for me in the remote model is I do like being face-to-face with people. And so the quarterly visits, quarterly connection points, I think these things uh, ultimately become really important in those conversations. So this week is about building foundations for me. Um, Not making any book references this week, mostly just focused on the opportunity I have. Being on site means my focus is going to be really, uh, really tight on what we're doing while I'm on site. Good opportunity to get to know people pay attention to content, look for some observations and things that I haven't picked up before and get to know the company culture a little more deeply. And there's already some things in there that I'm really excited about. Like we're going to go volunteer. We're going to go all the way to San Francisco to go spend some time volunteering in the local community. And I love that. But building foundations, the the opportunity I have this week that I think is really unique is that I get some face-to-face time with my team. We're all going to be together. We're going to have an afternoon working together and we're all going to be presenting about a half hour each on our space, on the projects we're doing and the work that we're doing. And one of my challenges is that I have this half hour window to kind of introduce partner experience through the lens that I bring. I get to talk about what I think, how I view partner experience and shape that into kind of getting some buy-in from the team. I will say... Uh, It is only a half hour, so it's not as long as maybe I would typically like. For something like this, I would really love to actually have a couple hours to really do uh, an experience workshop with this team to go through different levels of content and engagement and an article. Like I want to really create some engagement to build that mind share kind of internally around how to approach partner experience. But I have a half hour. So, uh, and then I'll have all the downtime in between stuff and meals and things like that to continue having conversations and, uh, kind of tease out their projects and tie those things in as well. So for me, this week is really a big challenge. Um, if you know me and you've listened to any amount of my podcast, you know that I like to talk. I'm comfortable talking. This is, uh, this is home for me. So being in front of a group where I have to share my ideas and build that consensus and maybe put them on a path toward here's the framework by which I'm going to be evaluating what we do and building our roadmap, right? And I'll talk about specific things about how I work, 
I'll talk about how I view, you know, softwares and uh, the collection of tech that we use as a product from a product mindset. And so in terms of process change and change management, we will lean heavily into things like Agile and Scrum and we'll utilize these tools and concepts and language to build a framework for how we do work. But that the things that drive that experience are coming from these deep convictions that I have around partner technology, partnerships in general, what partner experience is, the different audiences for partner experience, um, and then and then the way that we need to structure our projects to achieve that in light of company goals, which are largely revenue goals. Because one of the key things that we have to recognize in the current world order is that my audience, your audience and partner operations, our audience is not the program team or the partnership leaders team. Our audience is the CRO. What we do operationally, what we're trying to create from an experience standpoint is a machine that brings partners in, gets them enabled, gets them engaged, and makes it possible for them to participate with us in a revenue journey that's good for both our company and their company. You know, we're not here just because we like each other a lot and we have fun working together. If there's no profitability on the other side of it, partners will go and chase and pursue the partners that will create that profitability. So we have to remember at the back end of everything we do, a great experience is one that makes it easier for everybody to make money together. And I know, I know that's not maybe the most motivational thing in the world, but that's what we have to consider. When we work on investing six-figure spend in partner portal enhancements or, or hiring that dedicated designer or someone to work on these pieces, we have to understand why we're doing that. How does revenue gain, especially when you're in a seat like I am now, that is tied to revenue, that gets comped on revenue in some level? So how do we tie all this together to continue to prove that investment in these resources is worthwhile? We have to build the data train. Right. So in preparing for this week, I am doing the obvious. I am referencing my own content. Um, it's really interesting to go back and look at my articles that I've written on this and start to pull and tease those ideas out and then restructure those for where I'm at specifically now. Um, and then think about how that's going to impact what we do for the next quarter and then beginning, you know, next fiscal year and hit the ground running under um, the two to three year vision that is out there for all this stuff. It's pretty exciting to me to get to have that level of ownership and to bring that in. So, uh, and kind of new, it's kind of new. I've noticed I have a lot of filler words when I'm talking and there's two reasons for this. It's natural language. Everybody uses filler words. And if you go to do any public speaking training, they're going to beat filler words out of you. Part of the problem with that though, is you sound less authentic and less engaged. So I'll clean this up, but you guys know that I don't generally do a lot of editing. This is a one and done podcast. I record and I stop. But if I don't like it, I typically just record the whole thing over again. I also typically have show notes. And today I did not have time to do show notes because this weekend I also had to take down the pool. That's right. It's end of the season. I have a stand-up pool. Not that anyone cares about this, but I had to take it down because I got to do some work on the base before next year. And then I hope to leave it up and keep it winterized, which I know is very exciting. Uh, you know, it's what you came for, I'm pretty sure. So building foundations, it starts with my team. Uh, I'll have a chance this week to get to know the partnership leaders at this company, the different PAMs, and then the people that actually you know roll above me into the chain of my manager, manager, and all that, which will be very exciting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to get to know those people. But I got to start with the people that I work with most immediately. And I got to get the program team on board 
and answer their questions and present them with something that maybe resembles a vision for what a partner experience should look like and then help connect that dots over to revenue. So let's talk about that as we wrap up this week. I got two minutes here. Partner experience connecting to revenue. Think about an experience you've had with any company that you go to and what drives you back to that company. I talk about this a lot, that my first and foremost assumption when building out partner experience or looking at partner portal is the first thing we have to do is we have to recognize that no one wants to be in your portal. And I made a LinkedIn comment to this uh, this past week on somebody's post. I have to go dig it up to see the context a little bit more. But I said the same thing and they were like, they kind of challenged back like, well, I think it's a little extreme to say everyone. No one wants to be in your portal. I'm like, no, I don't think it's extreme. I think it's real. I think that I don't want to go to a portal. My example was I have to renew my tags every year for my car. I don't want to go to the state website and do that. I never want to do that. That's not a good experience. And the state really has done more to make that easier. But it's always a hassle to leave my home, right? The home stuff that I work in, whether it's software, or my it's always uncomfortable to leave my space to go do work for someone else. But I have to do it. Right? I don't get my tags and I get a ticket. That's how DealReg feels. That's how portals feel to most partners. When you create an amazing partner experience, right? Maybe people find value in it. Maybe they find themselves wanting to go to your portal, but I just generally don't think people actually want to leave their CRM and their learning environments and their company tools that are already maybe not the easiest to navigate to come to your system. So if that's the foundational thing, I'm not saying you don't need a system. I'm saying that if you start there, that should start tell you how high the bar needs to be for an excellent experience. If it's mediocre, even if they have to come, it's going to irritate people. They're going to look for partners that create a good experience. So this is part of the branding of your partnership program. It's part of the recruitment process. It's part of what drives people into your company. Just like when you land on a company's website, depending on the experience you have there, you may or may not want to order more or order less or be more engaged or less engaged. Or like the restaurant you walk into where you don't get greeted for 15 minutes, that's not that's not a restaurant you're going to spend a lot of time at, no matter how great the food is. I just think that partner experience has to be built from a branding perspective because it is a part of getting partners in the door. It is a part of getting them engaged and keeping them engaged and helping them register and generate that revenue. So it's the beginning point. That's the foundational thing for me. That's the number one thing. And we'll talk about that this week when I'm on site. And I'll talk about other assumptions and beliefs. And I'll probably circle back to those at some point on this podcast. But yeah, that's it. So this week's going to be building foundations with the team. I'm very excited to be on site, uh, taking this trip out to San Fran. I've heard people, by the way, in San Fran don't call it San Fran. So that's a really key tour, a sign that I'm a tourist. I'll try not to do that when I'm on the ground. It's going to be an interesting week. I'm traveling all day today. I'll be traveling all day Thursday. I'll be busy the next couple of weeks. So if you've engaged with me at any point and you don't hear from me for a few days, that's why. It's because I'm, I'm actually doing some real work. I appreciate the follow. I appreciate the insight. Please share this uh, podcast with other people. Subscribe if you're so inclined. Uh, send me feedback. I'd love to connect with people that listen in and, and find value in this or that don't and think it's stupid. I'm also very happy to hear from you. Why not? Thanks again. I hope you have a great week and good luck partnering.